Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, so everyone's shutting it down for the summer vacation. Oh, wait, no, that's just those working in Parliament. Mm-hmm. But yet there's a lot going on. So this summer break for our federal MPs is not going to be the usual, you know, get back to their constituency offices and do their duties in the community. No, there is still a lot to go because we're in the midst of a very challenging trade negotiation, strained relations with our neighbor, a slowing economy that I'm going to delve into on Monday because the numbers are scary just read a very interesting article on the uh, Financial Post about it. And, and a pot bill that has municipalities right across this country absolutely struggling to cope with the coming changes. And boy, are there ever a lot of changes. Let's bring in Eric Sorensen, host of the West Block. He joins us now. Eric, the uh, session's over, but still very, very busy, a lot rolling out. And, and the biggest would be dealing with marijuana, which, you know, there's still so many unknowns, even though we now know when it's legal, which is October 17th. Yes, uh, and, and there are so many questions that, that go into legal matters. Yeah. Um, there, are, there are health issues. Uh, today we spoke with the uh, health minister, federal health minister, uh, Jeanette Petipa-Taylor, just to talk to her a little bit about this big change. I mean, we've, we've known it's been coming for a long time, but mm-hmm. a lot of us have just kind of ignored it. And there are a lot of Canadians for whom this will be a brand new experience or an experience maybe they haven't had in 20, 30, or 40 years. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, the government is, in a sense, putting it all out there for people to have access to, to buy it, to sell it, to grow it. Um, not so much sell it, I guess it'll be, uh, that'll be done with vendors, but, but, <laughs> but certainly market. to buy it and yeah. possibly to grow it and certainly to get high on it and all of it legal now uh, for recreational purposes. And so um, they have to have this balancing act, which is they're making it widely available at the same time. They have to have an education program and uh, an awareness program to, to make sure that people aren't going to abuse it if they're going to use it at all. And so that's, that's certainly part of it is not to over-encourage people to use it, even though you're kind of encouraging it just by making it so available. Yeah, I mean, we could literally do uh, shows on pot uh, every single day for the next four months and still not cover every issue. And the health one's interesting because you've got the whole medicinal side of this thing, and you've got the fact that, you know, look at Ontario. The only way you can ingest it is the unhealthiest way, which is smoking it. And so... I don't know how they're going to deal with all this or if they're going to be able to deal with it in time. Yeah, and I think part, you know, part of it is, that the, is their, their hope that there, a lot of people simply won't indulge, but uh, um, they, have to, and they have to do it in stages because there's just so much to, to, be, to undertake here. So as you say, right now, you, know, you might have to smoke it. They are, I think, planning that next year you might turn to edibles. Yeah. So. If you, if you like that better, then, you know, there's that option, I guess, coming. Yeah, and for a lot of people, that, that will deliver a much more modest way to ingest it. But there's also the whole medicinal uh, marijuana market. And then there's this whole new uh, chapter of seniors who say, we want to try it because, you know, if you got something like, um, you know, some of the senior and more degenerative diseases like arthritis, they're going to be curious about this market. 
No, that's right. And and all of it means, you know, if you just, and if nothing else happens, that you try it in your home and then you go to bed and go to sleep, I guess there's not much impact. But a lot of people are going to take it. They're going to take it legally. And then a little while later, they may want to drive <laughs> yeah. legally. Yeah. And they're not going to know exactly, well, how inebriated am I? How impaired am I? Am I too impaired? Because it's not necessarily the same way in which that alcohol works you know we've we've had our experiences with alcohol for a long time and you kind of have a sense of sleeping it off and then getting up and then driving um you know you know this these active ingredients in uh, cannabis they hang around a while and they can build up for a while yes and so if you're going to be tested on the roadside how you know how 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 will you test a lot of this will have to be sorted out and it's going to you know Try, I guess trial and error, and some people may find out the hard way that something they did uh, a while ago and they thought wasn't affecting them might still cause uh, cost them something. Yeah, and the cases you're talking about are the ones that we're going to see in the courts that are going to challenge, and there's going to be a lot of challenges because you're right, pot stays in the muscle for 30 days. So what if I'm a worker who got randomly tested or I was driving and I had it five days ago, but it's still in my system and I get caught in the crosshairs like so many will? It does open a Pandora's box of challenges yeah. that this government is going to have to deal with. I want to talk about uh, what's going on, obviously, between Canada and the United States. It's been uh, an interesting week for Justin Trudeau because he was asked about to, you know, his position on uh, the migration and immigration crisis. Uh, he didn't weigh in, then he did weigh in, and we've got these trade issues. We know that Donald Trump keeps taking swipes at Canada. What has to be tackled now that this, you know, the House is not sitting? Well, I think it means it'll be an active summer. Uh, you know, a lot of times when the, the, house, the house rises and MPs go away, and we don't hear too much from Ottawa over the course of a summer, but I think people will be waiting to see, well, what is going to happen on the NAFTA front, on the tariffs front. Um, you know, just as they depart Ottawa, tariffs uh, on goods from the United States are going to kick in here on July the 1st. Uh, we'll see how that you know, affects, first of all, the economy and how people do buy things here. But also, what is the United States going to do? Donald Trump is now musing again about putting tariffs on uh, on the auto sector. Yeah. That would have, you know, auto manufacturing, but also the parts, supply lines. Um, you know, that would have a huge impact. And, and nobody seems to have a, a, a lot of expertise on, you know, how to deal with this. We, we talked to an expert today in Canada-U.S. relations, and he says, you know, Canada's in, in an impossible situation yep. here because you don't know where Donald Trump is going to come from one day to the next. He might, he might be with you, and then, you know, he j- jumps on an airplane and uh, gets angry at you. And, uh, and when he's angry, as he, you know, as he likes to say, that's going to cost Canadians a lot of money. So it's, uh, it's very tough. The, the hope is that Congress will rise up and do a little bit more. The hope is that the markets that are looking shakier will send a message to him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but there's no certainty on any of this because he's so unpredictable. Yeah, the only thing I think that is predictable is the midterm. And so I think once that gets done and is over with, we may get more clarity. But up until then, uh, Eric, as you say, the markets um, and certainly the auto sector, certainly a province like Ontario, already in trouble. Uh, yeah, and, and one other thing to watch out for, I guess, will be the Mexican elections, because yeah. if a new government comes in and, you know, uh, Trump finds things haven't been going so well, maybe he decides to blow it up and uh, let's, let's get rid of NAFTA and we'll mm-hmm. just do one-offs with Canada and one-off with Mexico. He's talked about that more than once yeah. now. So there seems to be a suggestion he might go in that direction. And then that will, that will put Trudeau and the, and the Canadian government in a, in a more difficult position, especially if the new Mexican government, a more leftist government, finds things that, that would suit them, that would fit with what Trump wants, like a higher minimum wage in Mexico, uh, if all of that comes to pass, 
then then Canada maybe is all by itself, and we're looking at an election in you know in 18 months, and maybe Trump starts to be able to put more pressure on Trudeau. And you know, our one expert said uh, maybe Trudeau is going to feel like he's got to call an early election just to get that public behind him, so he's not feeling a lot of pressure during the run-up in a campaign. Yeah, I think uh, that's interesting. I've heard the election, uh, snap election, said a couple of times now in the last uh, couple of weeks, and, and now you add into that conversation. What's the likeliness? I mean, I don't think NPL, I don't think anybody has an appetite right now in this country for an election. I certainly not in Ontario. I, I don't. I don't think they do either. It's a long time. Uh, you know, a month can be a long time in politics. Obviously, we would have to hear a little bit of scuttle about it. There'd probably be some ideas like that floated. Albeit to see how it goes. Yeah, albeit then, they, it would be great. To, I mean, at, for for strategic purposes yeah. with the NDP, they haven't raised nearly enough money, and and the leaders on shaky ground. So strategically, it would make sense for the Liberals to do it now uh, and, and compete he, against. And if he's got, and if you've got the enemy is Trump, right. and you get your, and you've got the country kind of behind you against Trump, and you say you need a mandate, boy, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good campaign to be able to run on. Yeah. So you know, they, they, they uh, these things are never dismissed. They are kicking these things around all the time. I can remember with uh, the Chrétien, uh, the Chrétien majorities. You know, they they twice in a row yeah. went after three and a half years because it just suited them to do it. And they first let it out that maybe that's going to happen, and then they kind of knock it down. But by the time it happens. It's it's no longer sort of newsy, so they they will probably have to kind of set it up a little bit if it were to happen. I mean, I don't want to start suggesting this is where it's going, because right now all the signals are that we're going to have an election after four years, not after three or three and a half. Yeah, I think there are a little bit uh, too many issues. You know, we've got our own migration issue happening, which seems to be growing by the day. And depending on what happens with the United States, it could get even worse. And then you've got issues like, are they or are they not going to cancel the the Safe Third Country Act? I just think there are a couple of uh, issues knowing at the Trudeau government that may be too risky because it can also backfire badly. Yes, as, as, as we've seen happen in politics before. Yeah. All right. Another busy weekend, uh, so we will tune in. Thanks so much. Okay, Alex. Thanks. That is Eric Sorensen joining us tonight. And you can watch the West Block and hear the West Block as it runs across Global News Radios on Sunday.